Welcome to Edification. Enjoy and be blessed by this word tonight. Stay tuned. Shalom. Welcome to Edification. Enjoy and be blessed by this word tonight. Stay tuned. Shalom. Welcome to Edification. Enjoy and be blessed by this word tonight. Stay tuned. Shalom. Welcome to Edification. Enjoy and be blessed by this word tonight. Stay tuned. Shalom.
Hallelujah, good evening, and welcome to Wedification. Tonight is the final part in our growth series, and we bless God for an amazing time where we've been fed with the Word of God. And I believe tonight, being the final part of the growth series, I believe the Lord is going to speak to us and is going to bless us also tonight we know that is the last day in the month of august and it's amazing that modification falls on this particular day which is the 31st of august and it also a sign of the goodness of god and we can see that god is taking us into the next month as well and so all praises is to our God. Tonight, the Lord will take up blue control, not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. And so I want to welcome everybody who 
has tuned in the lord bless you for your time and so we'll zoom straight into it but before that we will share a word of prayer and then we'll begin and so before that even tell somebody that we are alive share with somebody that we are alive and let's all come on board and grow together amen shall we pray father thank you for a wonderful time since you led us to start this growth series thank you that you have been with us by your spirit thank you that by your spirit you have taught us deep things and interesting things things that will benefit us things that will make us get into that place where you have ordained for us thank you that by your spirit we are getting there thank you that daily we are being transformed into the image of your son jesus thank you that we shall be like him for that is your expectation and that you have not left us alone but by your spirit you shall equip us and we shall not fail in the precious name of jesus tonight we ask that once again come and teach us we surrender our hearts to you and our minds to you come and bless us and may your name be glorified in the precious name of jesus christ amen all right so all throughout this growth series we have been looking at our anchor scripture second peter and the chapter 3 and verse 18 where the bible says that but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ to him be glory both now and forevermore but grow but we realize that in the verse 17 of second peter chapter 3 the bible let us understand that there were some things that were happening and peter wrote to the church in that time and was telling them that there were things happening but they should be they should be aware of those things and they should not be led away with the errors of the wicked so that they don't fall from their own steadfastness but rather they should grow so the solution that was given to them by the spirit through peter was that instead of giving themselves away with the error of the wicked they should grow in the grace and knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ beloved that tells us that we need to grow in the knowledge of jesus we need to grow in our knowledge of who jesus is we need to have a knowledge of him we need to have a knowledge of him which is which is actually him which represents him and we can only have that knowledge if we are growing with the help of the holy spirit so he says but grow in the grace and knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ jesus is our lord he's our master and then he's also our savior praise the lord then he says to him be glory both now and forever wonderful and last last week and the last two weeks we we looked at the role of ministry in spiritual growth where we said a whole lot of things and so i'll just highlight a few of them down for just our remembering so that we'll zoom into the last aspect of the growth series for tonight and then we'll end with the growth series hallelujah 
praise God. So we spoke about the role of ministry in spiritual growth and we said a few things. One of the first things I said was that we have been put on this earth to serve God and to make a contribution to the, to the kingdom of God. And so it is very important that we understand that our existence on the earth is to make a contribution to the kingdom of God. Therefore, that being said, we should also understand that there are certain things that God has designed specifically for us to do. Specifically, it is custom made for each of us that we do these things. And I also said that the way we serve God and the way we make a contribution in the kingdom is by serving others. And so, realize that every Christian is called to service, regardless of your job, regardless of your career, you're called to full-time Christian service. And so there's nothing like an unserving Christian. Every Christian serves. And we also realize that most of the time, when people hear the word ministry, they think of pastors, they think of priests, they think of clergy. But every member of God's family is a minister. And so the beauty of this Christianity that we find ourselves in is that believers, of which you and I are a part of, believers have been redeemed for a reason. We have been saved to serve. We have not been saved to sit around and wait for heaven to appear, but we have been saved to serve. Praise God. So when you understand it in that aspect, it motivates you enough. And, I, and we ask the question, why then should I serve? And I said that the first reason why we should serve is because we've been created for ministry. Where Ephesians, the chapter 2, and the verse 10 says that for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so we've been created for service we've been created for ministry and we also say that the second reason why we should serve is that we've been reconciled to god to serve or we've been reconciled to god for ministry and i remember we, we mentioned the scripture second corinthians the chapter 5 and the verse 18 where it says all this is from god who reconciled us to himself through christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation so why are we serving because we've been reconciled to god for that purpose amen and then also we said that the third reason was that we've been chosen to serve and first peter the chapter 2 and the verse 9 tells us but you are a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation a people belonging to god that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light so we are chosen to serve we are a chosen people we have been chosen by god to serve we've been also gifted to serve and that is why in the aspect of being gifted to serve you realize that first peter chapter 4 and the verse 10 tells us that each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully administering god's grace in its various forms so we've been gifted for service the gift you have whether prophetic healing miracles faith whatever is to 
serve others. Hallelujah. And then we also said that we've been sent to serve. And in the book of John, I think chapter 20, yes, John 20 verse 21, Bible says again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I also will send you. So understand that the reason why you've been, you've been, or you should serve, one of the reasons why you should serve is that you've been sent to do so. So as a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ, you have been sent to serve. Hallelujah. So we mentioned all these, and we also said that we are commanded to serve, and then we also said that we are will be rewarded when we serve. And and I remember we, we, we looked at Colossians chapter 3, from verse 23 to 24, where we said, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for man. Since you know that you be you receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are saved. So even though it may look like you are serving people, understand that you are working for the Lord and not man. Why? Because you receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. So why should you serve? You'll be rewarded for service. The Lord shall reward you for service. And then we spoke about the in the in the personal application of this. We spoke about how then do you know how then do you know your unique ministry? And we spoke about the fact that there's an acronym shape where we looked at S being spiritual gifts, H being the heart, A being ability, P being personality, and E being experience. And we said that these five things help a lot. Help a lot. And so we looked at all these things. And the, and the aspect, the real aspect that we looked at last week, which I want to just brush over, was the type of the gifts that we have. We looked at the type of the gifts. I don't know if you remember that. Hallelujah. We looked at the gifts. Now, we looked at the, the, the seven gifts, right? Where we looked at the gift of administration, where we looked at the gift of discernment and then we looked at the gift of faith and then we looked at the gift of giving and then we looked at the gift of service or the gift of helps and then we also looked at hospitality we looked at leadership we looked at the gift of mercy and then we came to the speaking gifts where we looked at the gift of exhortation if you remember clearly we looked at the gift of exhortation as a speaking gift and then also we also looked at the gift of knowledge we looked at the gift of prophecy as well and then we looked at the gift of teaching the gift of wisdom the gift of yes yeah, so the gift of wisdom yes and then we looked at the gifts that show sign the sign gifts and then we looked at with that one we looked at the gift of healing interpretation of tongues different kinds of tongues we looked at miracles hallelujah and then we also looked at the fivefold ministry which is the apostolic, the prophetic, the evangelistic, the teaching, and the pastoral. Praise the Lord. And then we ended it last week. And so if you want, if you want to um, listen to all the messages, 
I'll post the link for all the messages after this session and then we can zoom in listen anytime you want to feel free and listen anytime you want to amen all right so tonight we are moving into the last session of our growth series and tonight we are looking at corporate spiritual discipline and in this aspect we're looking at worship 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 is also an important thing we need to understand in our spiritual growth as individuals and as a body worship a corporate spiritual discipline is a discipline hallelujah it's part of the disciplines worship 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 now the first thing i would like to say about worship is that worship is not a human invention worship has not or was not created by man rather Worship is a divine offering. Worship is a divine offering. In fact, worship is, is from two words, which is worth and ship. Worth, W-O-R-T-H, worth and ship. Now, what does that mean? It means that worthy of reverence and honor. Worth and ship means it's worth god is worthy of reverence of honor so you are offering that to god telling him that he is worthy of reverence and he's worthy of also honor so when we worship god we declare god's worth and that is why when you read revelations chapter 5 from verse 12 to 14 bible tells us clearly if you let me go from verse 11 Bible says that and I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every creature is in heaven which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard i say blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that seated upon the throne and unto the unto the lamb forever and ever and the four be said amen and the four and twenty elders fell down and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever so when we worship god according to revelation 5 what the angels were doing and the four beasts and the 24 elders, they were declaring the worth of God. They were saying blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him. That's seated upon the throne. They were declaring the worth of God. They were saying God, God is honorable. God is glorious. God is powerful. God is the one that's seated on the throne. Listen, you cannot vote God out. You cannot vote God in. He is who he is. He is self-existent. God himself was there and he felt lonely and he and he duplicated himself into three and called it the father the word and the spirit that's the kind of god we have so when you worship god you declare his worth and so worship is an act of honoring god because of his great worthiness and that great worthiness must be honored so it's an act of honoring god so when you are worshiping god 
what you are doing is that you are honoring him you are honoring him praise god worship wow it's not a human invention brothers sisters it's not a human invention it's a divine offering where we declare god's words where we honor god because of his great worthiness so then why do we need to worship point number one god commanded it and if god commanded it where he says that if you not worship me even stones will worship so god commands it and as god commands we we want or we must as believers be obedient to god so we must worship god and from the scripture i read in revelations 5 realize that god is worthy of our worship god is worthy of our worship and the second reason why we need to worship is that god is worthy he's our creator he's our lord he sent him a son to come and die for us he is worthy of our worship the second reason god is worthy of our worship and the third reason is that worship brings us into his presence worship draws us into his presence the bible says in this in some hundred and the verse four enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise give thanks to him bless his name so we become aware of his glory and greatness by worship as we are brought into his presence so we become aware of his glory we become aware of his greatness we become aware of his power we become aware of his majesty therefore as we as we worship we turn our attention from lesser things and focus on the things which are ultimate so as you are worshiping god and you keep looking and and focusing on the god who is majestic the god who is glorious the god who is great the god who is powerful as you focus on him you realize that your attention will shift from the lesser things around you the lesser things your job your car your house your wife your child your attention will be shifted and you begin to focus on that which is ultimate which is god hallelujah praise the lord and the next reason why we worship is that when you worship it gives you god's perspective on your situation when we are in god's presence worshiping god you begin to understand his power his presence his ability so it, it gives you an idea of your situation god's perspective on your situation sometimes you are going through trouble and you are worshiping god and the lord will tell you through worship that it is i the lord i am with you the lord will impress it upon your heart and you feel a strong sensation that god is with you there by worshiping you have known his perspective for your situation so as you leave god's presence after worship you realize that you have you have this boldness because you know that he's never leaving your side though you are going through something he's with you 
when you are in God's presence, you understand his power, you understand his ability. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Worship, it turns your attention up from lesser things and you focus on the things that are ultimate, which is God. It is very important. Beloved, the next point is that worship allows the Holy Spirit to transform our lives according to His purposes. Worship, it allows the Holy Spirit to transform our lives according to His purpose. If you're somebody who is worship, who is worshiping the, every time, who is worshiping, who is worshiping, what you are doing is that you are allowing the Holy Spirit in to change you, to transform your life according to His purpose. So, what do I mean by that? Through worship, the Holy Spirit directs or redirects your focus to look at God and away from yourself. So, anytime you're worshiping God, you are looking to God and not yourself. So, as you are looking to God, God uses that to what? To transform your life according to his purpose. So anytime you come to God through worship, you are focusing yourself to God and less on yourself, the self-ability. That's why worship is an important aspect. That is why worship is a divine offering, not a human invention. So in worship, the Holy Spirit gives us a fresh experience of God's love. Anytime you worship God genuinely, you always experience a fresh, a fresh one, a fresh feeling of God's love, a fresh dose of God's love. Anytime you worship, there's a fresh dose you get from, from God's love and from God's mercy. Anybody who worships genuinely gets direction from the Spirit of God for the future. Anybody who worships gets direction for the future. The Lord can speak to you clearly because as you worship God every time and He's transforming you according to His purpose, He can then begin to speak to you clearly because your spirit is very finely tuned to the Lord. So when the Lord speaks, you will hear. So worship is important. Hallelujah. In fact, sometimes when you're worshiping, the Spirit of God Ah, sometimes you are, you, are, you are in the midst of some hot praise and worship. The Holy Spirit can reveal the, the, the presence of the enemy or the plan of the enemy, his schemes, his devices through worship. Because your spirit has been tuned for God to speak to you, for you to, to catch it. So anytime you worship God, the Lord is transforming you according to his purpose. And one of the most, the most important aspects of worship is that as you are worshiping God wholeheartedly, the Holy Spirit will change your heart and will lead you into an obedient lifestyle. As you worship God, the Holy Spirit will be changing your heart, 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 transforming you according to His purpose. Hallelujah. It is very important that we understand it. So therefore, 
understand that God commanded it. God is worthy of our worship. Worship brings us into God's presence. Worship gives us his perspective on our situation. Worship allows the Holy Spirit to transform our lives according to his purpose. According to his purpose. Then one may ask, how can I develop a worshiping spirit or a worship lifestyle? How can I develop it? What do I have to do to develop it? The most important reason for this or answer to this is that one must have a meaningful relationship with God. And an an authentic relationship or an authentic worship of God can only be found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. So salvation is the first step in developing a worship heart or a worshipful heart. Because we know that the only access to the Father is through Jesus. Jesus brought the ministry of reconciliation. Jesus became the bridge that brought us to the Father. So the only access to the Father is through Jesus. So if you want to have a meaningful relationship with God and develop a worshiping spirit, understand that you can only have that relationship with God when you have been found in Christ. That is when you have been saved. So it is the first step in developing a worshipful heart. How to develop a worshiping spirit or a worship lifestyle is that you must have a meaningful relationship with God. Through Jesus Christ, you must be born again. Hallelujah. And the second reason is that one must yield to the Holy Spirit. One must allow himself or herself to the Holy Spirit. One must surrender himself or herself to the Holy Spirit. So worshiping of God or the worship of God is the work of the Holy Spirit in the spirit of man. So when we yield to the Holy Spirit, worship will be the result. Somebody who worships God is one who has yielded himself, who has surrendered himself to the Lord. Anyone who is a worshiper is one whose life is surrendered to the Lord. So you want to develop a worshiping lifestyle or a worshiping spirit, yield to the Holy Spirit. Yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The next point is that our thoughts must be centered on God. Our thoughts. Thoughts are very, 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 very important. Our thoughts. Our thoughts. And that is why Romans 12, 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, our thoughts must be centered on God. Because worship is the natural overflow of a mind that is filled with God's truth. So, when anyone who worships God, it's not about just singing, but what you also say, you are, you are, you are revering God, you are declaring truths about God, you are honoring God with your lips as you worship. So, what will come out of your mouth is something that is in your mind, and your mind must be filled with God's truth. To be able to so how then do we fill our minds to be able to speak 
and for worship to flow naturally and there to be an overflow is that when we meditate on God's way, we discover more about God. We discover more about Him. So the more you, you, you discover about God, you are filled. And as you feel the natural overflow, and begin to speak, it's like worship because you are, you, are, you are declaring the majesty of God. You are declaring the power of God. You are declaring the glory of God and so on and so forth. Hallelujah. And let's also understand that we must not have an undivided heart. That's the next point. We must have an undivided heart. Now, when you read, I think Psalm, Psalm 108, Psalm 108 um, verse 1, the Bible clearly says that, Oh God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise, even with my glory. Now, what does it mean? Let's understand that God and God alone is the focal point of our worship. We must not have a divided heart if you want to have a worshiping spirit, a worship lifestyle. You must not have an undivided heart. So, first and foremost, you must understand that God and God alone is the focal point of your worship. And then also, you must understand that you, 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 if God is the focal point, then God should take all the attention in your heart. So you must not have an undivided heart. In other words, the, the, the space for God should not be into two. God should not fight for attention when it comes to Him in your life. Praise the Lord. And then also, but then you can also look at the fifth point that we must have a repentant heart. We must have a repentant heart. We must always have a repentant heart. And then the scripture says in James 4, verse 8, it says, Draw nigh to God, and he was what? Draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. So we must have a repentant heart. Why am I saying that? Because Public worship, or let me say Sunday worship, programs where we worship God, is only a manifestation of our private worship. So, the public worship is not what determines your worship life or your worship spirit. No. Most of the times, corporate things carry the power of God and it's a different level. But your public worship is only a manifestation of your private worship in other words how you relate with god when it comes to you and him alone is more important amen so you must have a repentant heart so if you are if you, if, if you don't if you are not moving along the ways of god have a repentant heart yield to the holy spirit let your thoughts be centered on god and soon you realize that you you are flowing you are flowing and you are flowing, and you are flowing, and you are flowing. So, that is how we can develop a worshiping spirit or a worship lifestyle. It is very important in our growth. It is highly, 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 highly important. Worship is a part of our growth. It's a part of our Christianity. It's a part of our becoming Christ-like that we cannot do away with. Because even in heaven, 
worship goes on so it's a preparation for eternity because in heaven you're going to keep worshiping god and that's the scripture i read from revelations 5 that they were worship angels were this were just bowing and declaring the power of god the majesty of god the glory of god the power of god and the and the four beasts joined in and the 24 elders joined in is an ongoing event which does not end so what we are doing here is a preparation for eternity so we must grow in it it must be a part of our life amen yeah Thank you, Jesus. And so, next, we are going to look at certain aspects of worship. And then, as, as we discuss these things, examine your own worship life. I'll also be examining my own worship life as I'm also speaking. So, as we reflect on the following aspects of worship, let's examine our own worship lives. And let's decide what we want to do. And let the Lord speak to us as well. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Amen. So, worship, first and foremost, please, this is the first aspect I wanted to understand. That worship is not just a song. It's a way of life. Worship is not a song. It's a way of life. People think worship is a song. It's not a song. Not just a song. But it's a way of what? Life. Worship is not just for musicians or for singers in church. It's for everybody. It's not, it's not the 20 minutes once a week in church. That is worship. It's not a program you attend and it was powerful. And that is that's not all. No. It's an ongoing daily attitude that reminds us believers of God's greatness and our dependency on Him. So worship is not just a song. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of life. It's for everybody. And it's an ongoing daily attitude. That's why it's a discipline. Spiritual discipline. It's a discipline. It's not a gift. It's not like a gift of worship. It's a discipline. They that worship the Father shall worship Him in spirit and in truth. Yeah. Second point. Worship is coming, coming into into contact with the holy god by the power of the holy spirit and you allow the beauty of his holiness wrap off on you so anytime you go to god's presence and come back there's something about you that changes yes nobody worships god goes into god's presence and comes back the same no way because you have come into contact with the holiness of God. And once you come into contact, it wraps off you. So that you, 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 you will be wrapped off with the beauty of God's holiness. So as you come out of the presence of God after worship, you are coming out beautifully holy and wonderfully whole. That's what happens to you. So understand it. Amen. Next point is that worship is surrendering your life to God so that He can be powerful in you and demonstrate His power through you. So the yielding I was talking about is surrendering, giving up, giving everything to Him, surrendering to Him. We sing some songs like, 
I surrender all to you, beholding nothing and all that. Yes, it's a worship song. It's not just a song, but it's a way of life. So you say, I surrender all to you. It's something that you must do daily, so that God can exhibit Himself, express Himself through you, demonstrate His power through you. So you say, people like say, this man of God is powerful. This guy is powerful. Wow, this lady is so spirit-filled. No, what he or she has done is that he or she has surrendered to God and allowed the Lord, and the Lord is being powerful in and demonstrating Himself throughout the through the person's life. Amen. Surrendering. Surrendering. Praise God. Our next point is that worship is fulfilling your purpose. What do I mean by that? You know that when you are praising God, you are not just fulfilling a duty. You are not, let me say, you are not putting in time if you are if you are praising God or worshiping God. You are not doing what is expected of you in fact what you are doing when you are when you are when you are worshiping God is that as you do that you are opening a door and behind that door you will find God's purpose and destiny for your life anyone who worships God genuinely will find a door and will find the purpose that God has for his or her destiny. Praise the Lord. It is important. Because as you are pray, uh, praising God and worshipping God, the Lord is transforming you. As the Lord is transforming you, He's sharpening your spirit to be able to hear Him. And as you begin to catch the signal of God, the Lord begins to speak to you about certain things. That is about your purpose, about destiny for your life. As you do that, as you worship God, a door opens, and behind that door, you will find God's purpose for you. You find God's destiny for you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Then also, next point is that worship is embracing God in all His glory. So, what it means is that when you are, imagine your father sitting in the sofa, and you run to him and you hug him. As you worship God, you are hugging all of God. So as you hug all of God, He will hug you back. But as He hugs you back, His His radiance, His light will illuminate every dark place of your soul. It will warm all the all the cold places of your heart. Wow. And the Lord will, will just shine a light in your path. So as you worship God, understand that worship. Worship is embracing God in His glory. And as you embrace Him in His glory, His radiance will block out every dark place in your, in your life. He will warm every coldness in your heart and give you direction. Worship, very important. Very, very important. Amen. These are things you must understand. The next point is that worship is entering into God's presence, expecting His love, His peace, His joy. So, we we don't we don't worship God when we are only happy. You can you can worship God when you are sad. 
you can worship God when you are going through something. You can worship God when you are in the wilderness stage of your life. Because worship is entering into God's presence. Bible says you should come boldly and, and, what, and, and ask for mercy. So worship is entering God's presence, expecting his love, expecting his peace, expecting his joy. No matter how you feel. So by doing that, what you are saying is that, Lord, you are bigger than anything I am facing. So if you worship God in your pain, you are saying, Lord, you are bigger than my pain. If you are worshiping God in sickness, you are saying, Lord, you are bigger than my sickness. If you are worshiping God with a head, you are saying, Lord, you are bigger than this head. So you are expecting God through the worship to fill you with his love, his peace, his joy. Worship. Worship. Next point. Worship is a sacrifice. Why is it a sacrifice? It's a sacrifice because it's not something we normally do. Or let me say, let me use a better word. It's not something we naturally do. Because we have to want to do it. We have to decide to do it. We have to take time to do it. We have to make the effort to do it. So it's not something we naturally do. It's not part of our nature. Amen. Our nature by sin rebels against God. So it's not part of our nature. So it's a sacrifice. Praise the Lord. These are straight points that I want us to understand. The next point is that worship is a place. It's a place where we can we can drown out the voices of fear and doubt with a flood of adoration and praise. So when you're worshiping God, when you come before the Lord with with, with fear and, and doubt, the Lord will remind you of all that He is. And that will increase your faith. So anytime you come to God with a doubt and a fear, genuinely and you worship God, as you are leaving God's presence, you are leaving reminded of who God is to you and who God is in your life and that will increase your faith that will increase it will be like an energy you have received and it will push you for the journey ahead and so it's very very important that we understand this the ninth point is that worship is an act of faith where we demonstrate to God that even, even when we don't see His answers to our prayers, we still know that everything God does, His plans for us is good. So, sometimes when you are worshiping God, what I'm trying to explain and say is that when you worship God, you are, you are expressing your faith that even though you have not done it for me, I still know that your plans for me are good. I bless your name, Lord. I honor your name. Even though I've not gotten an answer yet, maybe you are expecting something from God. You are not getting it. But worship is an act of faith. Because you are telling God that, Lord, I have not seen it yet, but I know that everything that you have for me is good. You know that all things will work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Therefore, when you worship God, it's an act of faith. You are expressing your faith in this God. You are telling the Lord that, Lord, 
I know that whatever you are planning, whatever you are cooking in your kitchen is a great one. And I can't wait to see the manifestation. Oh, amen. Praise the Lord. And the point 10 is that worship. Worship. Mm. Let's understand it. This point, I want us to really understand it because it's important. What I want to say is that without full impact, mm, in the sense that if there are unresolved issues with another brother or sister in Christ, worship is useless. There is no impact. There is no power. True worship can take place when you are free from animosity, when you are free from bitterness, when you are free from anger, when you are free from forgiveness or unforgiveness. True worship, understand it. Amen. 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 Some of us, we are worshiping God, but you are bitter. Some of you are worshiping God. You are you are angry with your wife. You are angry with your husband. You are angry with your your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You are angry with your child. Yet you are worshiping God. Yet you are lifting up hands, saying, "Holy, holy, holy, Lord." That's a lie. There is no impact. There is no power. It's a waste of time. True worship can only take place when you are free from these things: animosity, bitterness, anger, unforgiveness. May the Lord help us. The Lord help us. Hallelujah. Worship. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And so we are moving to the last bit of worship. And then we'll be done for the growth series. Wow. So then the next one is practical ways we can develop or cultivate a daily lifestyle of worship. Practical ways. I like to always give practical suggestions because when you talk 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 and you cannot give practical suggestions you're not helping the people amen so practical ways that you can begin to cultivate a daily lifestyle of worship you know first and foremost i want to say that make a regular habit during the next few weeks okay personally make a regular habit to offer the lord a sacrifice of praise now what do i mean i'll explain so i believe you have you pray i believe you pray now as you pray read the bible right as you pray as you read the bible uh, uh, as you wash the dishes in the house or you are you are vacuuming the house or you're washing your dad's car or you are driving to the mall to buy something, or you are taking a coffee break or a tea break, or you are going for a walk, let your heart flow out towards God in praise. So, maybe you are washing dishes, but all you are, in your heart, all you are saying is, Lord, you are glorious. Lord, you are mighty. You are vacuuming. You are saying, Lord, I bless your name. Lord, there is none that can be compared unto you. You are the Alpha. You are the Omega. Maybe you are bathing your child. Lord, be blessed. Lord be honored. You are driving, you're in your car, you are coming home from work, or you are going to work, you are driving, or you're in a trotro in your heart. You are saying, Lord, my praise goes to you. You are you are great, you are awesome, you are mighty. These are practical ways to begin 
cultivating a daily lifestyle. This week, this week, take some time to revere God's name. Take some time this week to just bless the name of the Lord. On your way to work, let the Spirit of God remind you of the various names of God and the aspects of His character that the names reveal and praise God for all that He is. You are the beginning and the last. Oh, you know the end from the beginning. Jehovah Rapha, Adonai, the Prince of Peace, blessed are your name. Listen, this is something that you must take some time this week and revere God's name. Take some time this week and bless God's name. On your way to work, bless His name. You are driving, bless His name. Oh, take time, take time, take time, take time, take time. And then also, this week and ongoing, take time to receive from God in worship. Many of us, we worship God, but we don't receive from God in worship. Many of us, we worship God alright, but we don't take time to receive from God when we when worship God in, 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 in praises and in sacrifices and, 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 and all of that. We don't do that. My suggestion, how do you take time to receive from God? Sit in a place, a comfortable place, or lie in a comfortable place and listen to some worship music. And as you are listening, try and be alert for, for some words or those words and images that the Holy Spirit wants to impress upon you as you are listening to the song. And let your heart flow out to God with, with, with thanksgiving and in surrender to God. And you'll see that you'll start receiving from God. You start receiving. Be alert. Let your spirit be alert. Let your focus be on God and be listening to the music. Be, 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 be one with the music. Be one with the words of the song. Sometimes you listen to a song and one word in the song is something that the Lord will lay on your heart for you as your word. That is receiving from God during worship. It is very important that we receive from God, not just speak to God, honor Him, but we must also receive from Him. Amen. Next one. This week, imagine yourself worshiping God in, in, in heaven along with the angels. Anytime you are worshiping God this week, imagine yourself that you are in heaven and you are bowing. Just imagine the scene in heaven where the angels are flapping their wings and saying, Holy, 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 Lord, may your name be praised. Just imagine the four beast just imagine the um, um the 24 elders imagine them and imagine yourself there worshiping god and this week as you're worshiping god take your pride to god take your accomplishments to god take whatever that concerns you take it to god and lay it at god's feet surrender it to him your worries surrender it to him. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. As you do this, you realize that your your growth with regards to worship will change. It will change. You will see the change. And it's part of our growth. Brothers and sisters, it is part of our 
someone who does not worship God or have a worship lifestyle is not growing. It's not someone who's growing. You must grow. I forgot that Jesus was always revering the Father's name. He was always doing that. He was always doing that. We must learn that it's part of our growth. We must have a personal worship life which will manifest itself in our public worship life to the glory of God. I pray that God will help us. That God will reveal more to us. It's my prayer that God will help us to worship Him in truth and in spirit. Ask the Lord for help. 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 Talk to him. Rata Bashakata. Oh Zadabaha. Zendelebrede. Sheikabahatas. Ask the Lord the Lord help me. Help me to grow. As I have come to understand that worship is a divine offering. Help my worship life, Lord. Talk to the Lord. Ma Jadaga Bahasata. Ma Sutekipa. Rete Bahazado Shadabahas. Ma Zadi Librada Shindi Kritivas. Lo Parates Kedianda Saha. In the precious name of Jesus. Before I round up the prayers, I want to say that today is 31st of August. 2021 god has been good next month or tomorrow is first september the bible says in isaiah chapter 43 and the verse 18 b b it says remember ye not the former things neither consider the things of old behold i will do a new thing it, sh- it shall spring forth shall you not know it i will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert listen we're just praying one prayer just one prayer just one prayer that lord thank you that i'm alive to see the new man that is coming thank you for your mercy in this month i cover myself with the blood i declare that no weapon formed against me in the month of september shall prosper i pray that all my journeys in september shall be shall be safe in the name of jesus i pray that the lord shall use men and women to favor me in the month of september i pray that every every evil arrow targeted against me shall be sent back to the sender in jesus name and see that this and see that lord in this month i declare that i shall celebrate in jesus name and finally you also say that lord whatever i could not achieve in the month of august help me to achieve in september begin to pray two minutes begin to pray talk to god thank god for september and declare into september oh shadabahas mazubra anteskadiosha Oh, Let September favor us, O God. Oh, Shadabaha Katash. We thank you that you have ushered us into September. We thank you that, Lord, all the days of September we are covered and we are protected and we shall succeed and do well. Thank you that September 
will come with blessings unknown that will that will put smiles on our faces that will change the course of our lives oh let september bring good news to us in the name of jesus we pray that every arrow every every demonic orchestration plan scheme of the enemy for september is reversed it's cancelled it's broken it's sent back to the sender in the name of jesus we declare every limitation for is broken in the name of jesus we declare that we shall walk in the fullness of the manifestations of god we declare in the month of september we shall be blessed like never before we declare in the month of september that the lord shall fight for us that we shall eat the good of the land that we shall be favored by men by women in the name of jesus that the lord's hand will be upon us we shall not fail in september whatever we could not achieve in october we will achieve in september in the mighty name of the lord jesus amen god bless you hallelujah god bless you mightily for tonight tonight has been awesome by the grace of god and we have brought the growth series to an end if you want to listen from the very first episode till now please i'll send a link out you can always go and listen to them they are always there for you you can always go back and listen to them hallelujah tomorrow first september we thank god for what he has done tomorrow first september we are beginning 100 days of declarations the lord is inspired it on my heart that we should do 100 days of declarations and trust god to his word the lord said if you trust me to my word i shall perform and so from tomorrow we are we are starting 100 days of declarations please note that in this 100 days we are not having any program where i'll come online obviously on tuesdays we have our edification and on fridays we have the midnight experience of course but aside these two I'll not be coming online daily about declarations. And what we are I'll be doing is that I'll be posting daily declarations that you base on, which have a foundation in God's word. I'll not just be posting declarations, but these declarations have foundations rooted in God's word. So I'll add the scripture and the declaration and add it to your daily prayers. Don't let these declarations replace your quiet time or your daily prayers. You can add it to your daily prayers and you stand on the word of god that will be given in the declaration and you read it and you make sure that you are one with it as i said i remember i posted some instructions on how to use the declarations and i said that number one read read the declaration in the scripture number two agree with the declaration number three speak it out number four pray over it with the knowledge that the lord will honor his word number five aim Internalize it and meditate on it. Number six, be expectant. Number seven, receive. And number eight, testify. So let's let's practice it. Let it become a part of us. Understand that before the the, the, the 100 days end, the Lord shall give you a, a, a testimony. I declare that you have a testimony. I declare that the Lord will give you a testimony. From tomorrow till the 9th of December. 100 days of declarations the lord shall meet you if you believe it you shall eat of it you shall have a testimony to give before the 100 days comes to an end hallelujah the lord is fighting the lord is blessing us the lord is keeping us and so tonight i want to say god bless you mightily and god continue 
to cause his face to shine upon you. I believe that the Lord will preserve you and the Lord shall bless you. On Friday, Midnight Experience will come on at 10 p.m. as usual by the grace of God, by the grace of God. Keep praying for, keep praying for us that the Lord will continue to give us for us to also come and deliver. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you mightily. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make you shine in the new month. And may your life move from grace to grace. In the precious name of Jesus. And so tonight, we'll bring fortification to an end. Bigger and better things are coming. So don't be left out. For God is doing something great. Hallelujah. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Remember tomorrow, 100 days of declarations is starting. Don't be left out. Share it with your friends when it comes out. Every day we'll be posting it for the next 100 days. And we know that God will honor it. Amen. And so enjoy the rest of your evening. May the Lord be with you. And we'll meet on Friday, God willing. Good night. You're the mighty man in battle. You are Jehovah. You're the mighty man of war. You are Jehovah. Fight my battle and I hold 
my peace. I don't need to worry, I don't need to fight again. You are the mighty man in battle. You are Jehovah. You are the mighty man of war. You are Jehovah. You're the man. 